Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the James Altucher Companion Podcast. To everyone listening out there, uh, Nathan and I decided to do this podcast. I call it the Companion Podcast because we sort of just want to summarize what we learned from James that he learned from the guest that the guests learn from their own life experience. Does that make sense, Nathan? That sounds pretty meta. <laughs> it is meta. Like, I have heard someone make a joke about a podcast trend nowadays. It's like, hey, you know, there's a podcast out there. This person learned this thing from that person that learned that thing from that person that did that thing. So it's yeah, a meta it sound- podcast, you know. It sounds like we talked about during the Side Hustle Fridays when James was talking newsletters and how one of the substacks was just like a newsletter that was a highlight of the other newsletters that he subscribes to because he has so many. Yeah, I felt like people just doesn't want to waste time to listen to the full-length podcast or newsletter anymore. Like you just want to know what's the five points that you want to take away from a newsletter or the podcast. And then you actually want the one point from the five point from the podcast or the newsletter. So one of our listeners is going to have to make their own podcast that recaps our uh, companion podcast. And then yep. we'll all be set. I wonder if they would call the Companions Companions Podcast. The Companions Companion. Yeah. You know what they say. What's better than one kid? Having two kids, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, not all the times. All right. Let's get down to it. Nathan and I will probably do this once a month. Because this is our first episode. So we can go as far back as to December or November. And then we will tell you the episode's number as well. So if you hear this episode and you'll be like, Hey… I missed the episodes. I want to go back and listen again. Feel free. Or you're like, oh, I heard the episodes before, but I want to go back and listen again, see what I missed. You know, feel free to go back and listen to it again. So, Nathan, you go first. I'll start with the most recent episode we released as of this recording, which was our two-part with Cal Fussman. It was great. and, And that was a very meta podcast in a way because... It was a lot of Cal telling Larry stories leading us to listen to the Cal podcast eulogizing Larry where he had more clips of Larry telling the old his own stories. If anyone that's listening to this, you know, like a month from now, uh, you know, the episode's number is 688 and 689. Yeah, it's it's a great podcast. Like I always love Cal Fossman. I always love the way he tells stories. And Larry King is such a good storyteller too. So you are listening to Cal Fassman telling, you know, the stories of Larry King's stories. 
it's crazy. They talk about the origin story of uh, Larry King too. I didn't know. I mean, Larry King was like, I, I was when Larry King, Larry King, uh, you know, got into a radio show and stuff. I, I don't think I was even born. No, it was what the sixties and seventies, right? Yeah, it was. It was before before our time. Before James was born, even. <laughs> yeah, and and I love uh, in the episodes that Carl Fassman always you know mentioned and emphasized that Larry has this motto: it's every step back is a step forward. James and Cal have known each other for a long time, and any interview to listen with him is a treat because he's such a great storyteller, an editor at large for Esquire for all these years. He writes on every topic, but James didn't know much about Larry going into this. So James is normally very prepped on a topic and he knows Cal very well, but he didn't know Larry King very well. So he was hearing a lot of these stories for the first time. And one of the few things that James did know about Larry King, which he had brought up recently, was the time Seinfeld had gone on Larry King. Right, right. So that had been kind of a caricature view of Larry King. James put that forth and said, Larry's his legend. He makes these kind of like famous for these gaffes. And, right. and Cal was like, that's not a gaff. That was his conversation style. And here's the whole way that he got into it from cultivating this very conversational style. Right. And what intrigued me the most is, you know, I worked for, with James for a long time. So I always asked James about like, oh, what's the difference between Larry King and uh, Howard Stern, right? Mm-hmm. James will, will always uh, mention to me, always tell me like, oh yeah, I like Howard Stern, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, uh, I like Larry King too, but sometimes it doesn't seem like, you know, like he prepared enough when you interview the guest. But the craziest thing is that we didn't know the whole story about it. And Kyle just told us that, okay, so apparently for that show, they don't have a producer, they don't have an engineer. So they would just book a guest. Like Larry wouldn't even know until the last minute, like probably like right before the show went on, who is the guest. So Larry has no time to prep. And then, you know, that sort of became, you know, the show and, and the style where he just go on and just, just have conversations. You know, sometimes he might not know, uh, you know, anything about the guest. But because he went in not knowing anything, he managed to ask the most interesting questions. So what's your big takeaway for uh, with that two parts? Like, would you consider like that two part, two parts? Or would you consider that like, a one big two parts. You know what I mean? For me, I feel like it's a, a two parts. Like, you know, like, of course, when we were recording this, that uh, the episode, it was, it was that two episodes, it was one big chunk and then we cut it up into two parts. But I do, I do think that it is a two parts rather than one big chunk, one part. Because it felt like the first part, it's all about Larry King and, uh, you know, like how Cal, as a friend, was telling Larry's story. And the second part, it's almost like Hal Fassman's origin story in a sense that, you know, how he became a, such a good storyteller. Wow. It really yeah. did cut together that way in the end. I didn't notice that the first time I was listening through. It, right. it was one long two and a half hour episode with breaks and show pauses. It was funny how it landed because every single time it was James asking, but how did you end up having breakfast with Larry King every day for a decade and he and every time it was like Cal kept going off on these massive tangents and then this was this right. big string and then the, we come back from commercial and it's like okay so how did you get here and then like and he's like okay but I'll tell you this one important thing and then finally on that what ended up being the second half of the show he started giving those answers so, but it was about like the third or fourth time James had asked that question right right it was such as this enigma of like <laughs> Did they live together? 
Was this like an Eddie Van Halen thing? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the thing. So sometimes I think maybe because Kyle is also a podcaster, right? So he knows how he can interweave all the story and he know how to put out a cliffhanger. It's oh yeah, he way, played us. Yeah, he made it. He made that show. He made that go together like butter. Yeah, it almost felt like we are watching a Netflix show. My big takeaway from the Cal Fussman two part is that right. you get a double master class in interviewing because right. I learned so much all about Larry King's ethos, how his particular style was honed over a fifty year career, and then compounded with hearing Cal pitch his own podcast and tell the story. Oh, and the right, way that, right. that James interviews and how Cal interviews and how Larry interviews, and all of them came from different media. Uh, right. James from, you know, from books and Cal from magazines and Larry from radio and TV. They should just submit that to themasterclass.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have that, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think Cal's always say like every step back is a step forward. Uh, so... I'm not a smart guy. I'm really not a smart guy. So I listen to stuff very literally. So like that theme just happened over and over again. And then I just look back at my life that do happen to me. Like, you know, like my studio closed. So that was a step back for me. And then I get to work with James. It was another step back. <laughs> that was a two-step back right there. God damn it. It's because of James. No, I'm just joking. But uh, working for James is definitely a step forward for me. Uh, a huge step forward because… I got to, you know, meet you. I met you through James. Aww. Yeah, the best podcast engineer out there. And then after that, I met Steve. And then I learned so much about networking. Just learned so much about myself as well. So that's a huge step forward for me. So like that's why I, I learned, you know, like every step back is a step forward. Beautiful. Right. So, so Nathan, what's your second favorite? Something I've really enjoyed in the past few months are the new sub-series that we've been working on. So you oh, yeah. and James started… Like one of the solo podcasts or is a James and Jay kind of podcast, the My Favorite Things. And also we've put out, it feels like 20, 30, 40 episodes with Brian Keating (laughs) about all the theories about the potential beginnings of the universe. And also, like, I feel like you and I have been learning how to create sub-series and and especially you've been working on actually, you know, naming series and and putting artwork and stuff up. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, because like, I feel like, you know, sometimes you just get bored doing the same thing over and over. And I just like to spice things up. And I'm the kind of person like to work things within that theme. You know, we have the Saha So Friday that we put up in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in November, October. And I'm like, well, we can have more theme like that, you know. But maybe like uh, my favorite things. This is favorite thing that James loved. Or Brian Keating one with the, with the universe. I actually kind of enjoyed the one with Brian Keating because every time she comes on… Yeah, even though it's gonna, they're gonna talk about the the how the universe is gonna start, or you know, is Big Bang uh, happened or not. All of a sudden, they just went on this weird tangents about publishing, about business idea, about books idea. So that I think I think that's 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 very interesting to me because like they just see like how to master talks about ideas. You know, it also gives a, a really interesting glimpse into what. James is like outside of podcast life right. because he's constantly looking at new technologies and and new ways to get messages out there or you know he's been so active recently and just kind of putting you know I know he said he burnt out but but just really um 
doing like so many different experiments at the same time. Right. Yeah. And speaking of burnout and skip the line, like I felt like he, I mean, he do experiments all the time, but I felt like what happened right now is he actually do a lot more experiment on chess. I mean, this is this oh, is breaking news out there. Like for for <laughs> for people that have hasn't you know hasn't seen James on social media or wherever. So this is what happened in his life. So he do a lot more experiment in chess right now. So we did talk about that in uh, let me see what episode is that? That's episodes. Um, uh, was it? Tw- oh, it's one of my favorite things. Series. It's called the learning technique. So what happened is in the episode he he break down like the the learning techniques that he used. To improve his chess rating, um, that all happened because you know he got burned out from social media from the article. New York City is that. No, oh, yeah. And then also the second reason is because Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Yep, Queen's Gambit took his life away, so he just stay in the office and play chess all the time. But the thing is, he just doesn't play. He, his, he doesn't really just play chess. He play it, and then he will sit down. He rewatch the match or the game, and then he analyze it. Oh, interesting. Yep, and then he would experiment different openings, you know, just like just like he mentioned in in, in Skip the Line, you know, like in episode six eighty six when he talked to History Hyenas, he actually sort of break down how he used the Skip the Line techniques to improve his chess, and he also mentioned how he burned out from the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. You know, so Skip oh, yeah. the Line's coming out Tuesday, I believe, uh, as of this recording, February twenty third. Right. Yeah, February twenty third. It's probably just right when this drop. You know, whoever that hasn't buy the book, go buy the book. My name is in there. I think your name is in there too. I think. Yeah, both of our names were were acknowledged. We're special thanked. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and you know, if you if you haven't listened to the episodes, my favorite learning techniques by James, you should definitely you know listen to it. And because you can actually apply, you can learn so much from the episodes, and you can apply those in your day to day life and and living. That's right. Uh, and also the other episode that I really like, and I somehow got in, not involved, but I somehow got pulled into the episode. It's the short squeeze with GameStop. Oh yeah, the GameStop episode that probably had the most downloads of anything recently, just because of the how how pertinent the topic was at the time. And I would I'll tell you, Jay, I had a lot of friends that were texting me all throughout that week asking me what the heck was going on and I felt like I had the inside info because I had already listened to you and, and James uh, explained it and it edited that all together but it hadn't been released yet so I felt like I had a day's worth of the best info on what the heck a, like, a short squeeze was and why this is happening. Wait, the question is why did your friend reach out to you and ask you about that? Like, Do you know anything about stocks? They know that I know enough smart people who know about things that talk professionally. Right. That's our job is professional, yep. listen, listen to, to smart, smart people, people talk. Um, part of it is to absorb what they're saying and regurgitate it as party banter. Right. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, 
I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be... VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like, I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. 
Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely gonna use him for now. Not on. that you need it. You're you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash James. Could you imagine that? There's a whole section just with my name on it. Hymns.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. To be honest, the episode is all accidental. So like we sat down, James and I sat down. Uh, it's Sorry, the episode is 682, Stock Lessons 101. Um, what happened to you know the GameStop shots, Chris and why? So we were supposed to record something entirely different. We were supposed to record my favorite things, his uh, movies, his favorite movie list. So we sat down. I was looking at the news, and uh, you know I'm a gamer, so that's why I I pay attention to GameStop, and then I like meme and stuff. So I just pay attention to like pop culture stuff, uh, and then I just saw this thing like this this stock went from like, what dollar to like five hundred dollars, and so I just asked James. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to that? Like, why is that happening? And James is like, you know what? Let's do it. an episode on this. You can ask me questions, and I will answer everything about you know uh, everything about the GameStop short squeeze. Like before the episodes, I didn't know there's a term called short squeeze. I thought it's just stocks, stocks and options. That's the only thing I know. And then right, and then I went into it. and I'm like, oh, so what happened there? They just did all of a sudden a million people just start buying GameStop stocks. And then, you know, James is like the father figure set me down and be like, listen, Jay, I know your English is not good. Let me <laughs> explain it to you slowly. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, so he he basically just broke down like what exactly happened during GameStop short squid. Uh, he has the unfair advantage of knowing what's really happening behind the scene because he was a mm-hmm. head financial manager for a long time before he's, you know, he's who he is today. And a day trader before that. Oh yeah, and he's a day trader, and he got rejected by uh, who is that guy that's in, uh, in jail right now? Mr. Bernie Madoff. Yeah, Mr. Bernie Madoff, and he still get rejected by Bernie Madoff, even though when he's in jail. Yeah, so that's probably one of the other favorite episodes of mine for the past two months. That was incredible. I really enjoyed the three part series we did at the end of last year with uh, Angela oh, Duckworth. Right. The Grit Trilogy. We ex- That was only supposed to be, I think... <laughs> one episode. One recording. Yep. One episode. And uh, in typical fashion, the, um, there were so many tangents in the middle that they really didn't finish... The conversation right. ne- needed about three hours to resolve itself over, over the course of a, yeah, that, a month. But that's, That series is great because for me, at least for me, I felt like it's a debate between... The 10,000 hour rules versus the 10,000 experiment rules. What makes it so interesting that three part series, that's episode 664, 666, 
and six hundred seventy-three. Yeah, because uh, yeah, she 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 wanted to wait for the school to finish so she can focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what really interesting about that is somehow like James and Angela has this chemistry, like they were just both very curious about each other, um, and they're just very curious about each other's thought and the principles. And James always, and I felt like James had mentioned this before. I felt like that became a trilogy is mainly because, you know, that article came out and then everyone's talking about New York has grit. So somehow the book, the 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 Angela's book's grit just stuck in his head. So that's what that's right. he thought about for the that's two right. months. Yep. Yeah. Angela is, is synonymous with the term grit and, and apparently um, so is uh, New York City. Yeah. And also like, uh, and the coolest thing is about I, I felt like I, for that trilogy, I liked the last part the most because they talk about when do you know how to quit? When do you know you should quit? And when should you quit? Yeah, and when should you quit? Like No, and when should me, you quit? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, <laughs> I should quit right now. Well, the thing is that for me, like, one, I don't, I, I don't always recognize when should I quit. And second, sometimes I quit way too early. Mm. I just can never find the right time. I can never find the right time. Like, you know, like sometimes, you know, for me, I encounter this almost every day because, you know, like I play games, right? So like games is matches. You know, we going back and forth, that's competitive. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. And sometimes you just, in this game, you just like, I don't know if this game's going to end and I don't think I can win. So like a lot of times it's like, ah, screw this. I'm just going to give up right now. Or sometimes I'm like, maybe there's a, you know, maybe we can turn it around. So I just not good at recognizing the sign or the clue, like whether I will win or not, okay, or whether I should quit or not. And do you think yeah. you're getting better at it now? I definitely getting better at it right now, to be honest, because you only have a limited amount of time to do so many things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I do want to sit here for two hours, just wait for me to lose, you know. But if I quit right now, I might be able to get another game in. All right, you know, yeah, you know, we're adult, you know, we have responsibility. You know, so how many games you get in is a very important is a very important thing to. It's very important, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because uh, winning a game gives you the dopamine and make me feel good about myself, you know, so that I can tell myself I'm living a good life, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we talk about we talk about Kalfasman, we talk about the learning tenant, and we talk about grit. Anything else that you can think of for the past couple months that you think people should? Go back and listen it to the Adam Grant podcast. Got a lot of listens. Everyone is talking about Adam Grant in February. His new book, what was it called? Think Again. Right. Yeah. So let everyone know it's uh, episode six hundred eighty-four. Adam Grant. What do you need to think again when you're rethinking? I actually can relate to this a lot. So I don't know about you. I rely on my instinct way too much. Like even before, even when I'm, you know, like you know, I'm from Malaysia. You know, we have tests. Almost every other day, you know. <laughs> so you know, like Asian and tests that we just left tests and exams. Uh, so like, even when I have those tests, like, yeah, I, I I would still study, but like, every time I look at the questions, I would go with my first instinct first. Like, I wouldn't think about it. I would go go with my first instinct. Sometimes I get good grades. Sometimes I get bad grades. You know, because I never think again. And I also am the kind of person that. Hate to triple check. Double check. I would do double check sometimes. Mm-hmm. I hate to triple check. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because of my ego. 
I didn't want to triple check and I realized, okay, I did this wrong. And I'm like, uh, that, does that mean I'm bad at this thing? You know, so like I just hate that feeling of like, oh, I caught myself doing, giving some wrong answer. I'm not sure if that, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, this, this book, the subtitle was The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know. Right. And it brings to light two major maybe mottos that were put forth, at least during my childhood, which was trust your gut. But the other topic is always feeling compelled to give an answer even when you don't know the answer. This book talks about both of those. Right. Even Isn't that one also one of James' big principle when he, when he invests in the company? Like when he… Like he, he talked about this all the time. Uh, James talked about sure. this all the time. Is when he invests in a company or look at a company, he will talk to the CEO. And then he will only invest if the CEO will actually give the answer of, I don't know. Let me look into it and I will get back to you. Because sure, yeah, because like no one out there know all the answer. Mm-hmm. If you give them a questions and they don't know the answer, if, and if they are big enough to admit they don't know the answer, that means you know they will do a decent job or they are they are they are honest person, you know, of to run the company. A really a really strong point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and also like if for me at least, if there's anything money involved, that's high stakes for me. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you you know I came from a family that. It's not well off, so like, like I I was drilled when I was younger. Like I was drilled that you know every penny is important. So uh, before we close this out, I have one last episode that I really like. I might not, you might not not learn anything from me. I just love lis- listening to this. As uh, episode six eighty, Son of Extraterrestrial Life Beyond Earth with Avi Loeb. That was that's great because oh, yeah. you know I I love sci fi. I can't imagine a world that's no alien. I mean, like I when I saw this, I'm like, heck, heck yeah. I wish that alien came down and say hi to us. I mean, not not conquer us, you know, not like what is the uh what is the movie with Tom Cruise? War of the Worlds. Yeah. So like it's it's not like that, but I wish they would just come down and say hi, hey. And we'll, but we were shook hand and all of a sudden a million knowledge, a million years knowledge just rush into my head and I know everything, you know. And then, and then it's, it sounds pretty nice. Yeah, and it's great, you know. Like, like at least you know that's something for other people to talk about. You know, like it's the episode is also a great, I would say, a great cocktail party conversations, cocktail conversation. Sure, learning you can be able to talk, say things like talk about solar sails yeah. and uh, oh, all sorts of uh, you know. It, if you've listened to any of the early Brian Keating episodes, it it makes perfect sense how how uh, how you can use. Uh, light particles to to push something in a direction in a way that wind happens within an uh, an atmosphere. Right. I felt like I felt like for all the prime kidding one, I should just name it as the cocktail parties series. You know, like mm-hmm. all, all all the conversation yeah. that James has with Brian Kidding, almost all the episodes have cocktail conversations worthy points. How about this? Cocktail weenies with Brian Keating. Cocktails weenies with Brian Keating. I'm to be honest, I'm sure Brian will love that. I'm sure Brian would love that. Brian would be like, yeah, sure. Go for it, man. Do your thing. Kosher Franks with Brian. Co- <laughs> well, I, that, I think that's what Brian would say too. Anything you want to add to, to before we wrap this up? I love you, buddy.
I love you too, and I love and we all and we both love James, even though he's not here with us today. Yeah, I mean he's still alive. He's pretty much still alive, but yeah, it's just not in this episode. Anyone? Uh, anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks uh, Nathan for being here, and thanks everyone for listening to the companion podcast for the James Doctor Show. So every month we will do uh, you know a couple. Probably we'll just talk about a couple episodes that we liked for that month. And then, you know, in case you missed the episodes, you listen to this and then you can go back to the episodes. You can revisit them or you can, you know, listen them to to them again. You know, you know what they say, like sometimes when you listen to a podcast the first time, you only take in 10% of the knowledge. So if you listen to it, you get another 10%. So that's right. Thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you so much for doing this. And thank you so much for listening to the very first episodes of the company podcast for James Arthur Show with Jay and Nathan, Nathan the Great. Ooh. All right. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.